1: Welcome into the Titan Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack
0: Gentry alongside Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Titan Up Podcast. Follow the podcast on social media, guys. On Twitter, we are at Titan Up Pod. On Instagram, at Titan Up Podcast. We are under the A to Z Sports umbrella. Go give those guys a follow. Football season's in full swing right now. SEC starts this weekend. Titans are 2 0. Uh, they've got all you need. Go follow a to Z
1: sports on all social media platforms. This is our 29th. sewed shout out to Chris Brown. Uh, not the, not the physically abusive pop singer. I'm talking about the, uh, the former Titans running back who ran straight up and was somehow good at it. probably the only running back I know of who ran straight up and was, was really good. First down Titans first
0: down Brown. Love those. <laughs> I love those. I completely forgot about that.
1: I'm so glad you 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 brought that. I back wish they do it for AJ now. They should first down Titans first down Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on today's show, we are talking. The Titans being two and zero for the first time since the Bush administration. Oh my god, that's not a joke either. That's not that's actually true. We're gonna hit on that. Uh, we're two weeks in. Ryan Tannehill is playing like an MVP. Not to be that guy, but I'm gonna be that guy. Ryan Tannehill is playing great. We're gonna hit on him. Uh, I'm sure it'll hold up because you know things always do in the NFL. Uh, what about Steven Gotzkowski? We've got a, uh, we've got a new gauge on how to deal with this guy, kind of a new a new twist on Gotzkowski watch that we're going hit with uh, hit you people with. I don't know sorry, that was a, It's I'm about sorry. to turn into
0: Goskawski watch if he keeps hitting game winners.
1: There you go. Love it, Jack. See, that, that, one was, that one was free, people. <laughs> <laughs> that one was free. Uh, and we've also got a team MVP suggestion two weeks in, and it's not who you are probably thinking. An MVP for this year's Titans already. Two weeks in, you probably have no idea where we're going with it. Also, Christian Fulton, shout out, first career pick. We'll hit on him as well, and we'll end with a remember the Titan, and that's it. No guest, just you, me, and Jack. Let's get intentional. Let's get let's get sensual. It's just the sensual, three of us.
0: Intentional, yeah. in, intentional, insensu,
1: insensual. In in sensual. Uh, I don't know. I, I, all right. <laughs> anyway, we got a new sponsor, mybookie.ag uh, on this podcast. So, sports betting is blowing up. You guys need to, you need to, you're already watching the Titans. Why not bet on them? And when you do, use mybookie.ag. Now is as good of a time
0: as any to jump into this. They have every prop under the sun. This week, Titans are favored right now. As it stands today, are two-and-a-half-point favorites as they go on the road against Minnesota. Minnesota's missing two key defenders, Anthony Barr and Danielle Hunter. You're going to want to get on them now before that number gets to three. Or props come out, player props, guys. are so fun. Come out Fridays and Saturdays. I think this is a big week for Derek Henry. Maybe hop on his uh, his rushing total over. What do you think yeah. about
1: that? Yeah, I definitely. You want to get in there, mybookie.ag. If you're new to sports betting like me, like I'm, I'm kind of like a uh, – I'm a novice, if you will, when it comes to sports betting, but mybookie.ag makes it easy. Use code my at uh on their website to double your first deposit. So use that code myTitans and it'll double your first deposit up to a thousand dollars. That's huge. That's that's basically free money. Mybookie.ag use them. And uh I guess with all of that said, let's talk tight.
0: Train it's around the and I ain't seen the sunshine, so
1: I don't know when. what is up flameheads welcome into the Titan up podcast today is September 23rd 2020 and the Tennessee Titans are two and oh now I want you to do me a favor I want you to hop in my DeLorean with me me and my guy Jack I'll, I'll be the uh, Doc Brown Jack will be my, my Marty McFly in this situation with his puffy vest on. And I, I know what you're thinking. You guys made a time machine out of a DeLorean? Uh, yep. And uh, when this baby gets up to 88 miles per hour, you can see some serious... <laughs> uh, except instead of going back to November 5th, 1955, we're taking it back to September 14th, 2008. Okay? Let's go. Let's go. new indiana Ooh. jones movie out and uh if we were really back in time i would do everything i could to prevent this movie from ever being made because <laughs> it was bad 65 year old indiana jones harrison ford and the the crystal skull if i'm not mistaken that was bad uh, i've never gotten to the indiana jones series man i just, I just well, never i never got around to it. if you do just watch the first three you don't first need to watch the fourth one <laughs> yeah okay. uh madonna you ever heard of her Yeah, she turned 50 years old, which really begs the question. Oh, my God. How old really is she? Yeah. How old is she now? Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so she was still old. But she wasn't the only one that turned 50 back then. Michael Jackson, he turned 50 and was still alive. Uh, Prince was still alive. And Ellen DeGeneres was still alive from being canceled.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Treat your coworkers right, Ellen. Also, some other things that happened, NFL-related. Matt Castle in 2008 led the Patriots to an 11-5 and record, and then he came to the Titans and stunk it up.
1: Yeah, he, did not, actually, he, did not, he did not have an 11-5 and record in Nashville.
0: Mike Brabel was in his his 12th season in the NFL and final year with the Pats that same year. A.J. Brown, he was in sixth grade. Steven Goskowski led the league in total points. The AFC South quarterbacks were Matt Schaub, Kerry Collins, David Garrard, and Peyton Manning. Also, Brett Favre was 39 years old, playing for the New York Jets, inexplicably horny, sending all sorts of sexually revealing photos to Jets massage therapists. Not only did he lead the NFL in sex in 2008, but also in interceptions.
1: Yeah, that was not the way I wanted to learn that Brett Favre wore Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> there was a new TV show called Mad man, man. Uh, and, uh but that was about it in terms of new tv shows because there was a hollywood writer strike uh the top shows in the world were american idol and dancing with the stars in that order my goodness no wonder society is what it is today postage stamps cost just 42 cents which is wild because do we even have postage stamps today i'm pretty sure that is the post office out of business (laughs) that's what i've
0: been hearing at least i don't know I i haven't sent mail since i don't i don't think i've ever sent mail
1: Sarah Palin could see Russia from her house. And uh, the number one song in America was Whatever You Like by T.I. Great wow. song. A
0: jam. Way. That is a jam. That's a timeless classic. Right.
1: I was about to start my junior year of college and Jack was still in diapers. I'm pretty seventh
0: sure. Grade, seventh, seventh grade. Seventh grade. Freshly it was weird that you wore
1: diapers grade. in seventh grade, but only, it was...
0: <laughs> only recently mo- removed from diapers.
1: <laughs> the uh, And, of course, who can forget the Tennessee Titans beat the Cincinnati Bengals 24 to seven, despite get this. And you guys, I don't know if you guys remember this, but despite 21 mile per hour winds with gusts of up to 75 miles per hour, thanks to hurricane Ike, (laughs) Ike. (laughs) who who can forget Ike, you know, and uh, a guy named Chris Johnson rushed for over a hundred yards for the first time in his career. I think he would, uh, if memory serves me correct, he would go on to have some uh, special games with this, uh, with that franchise. That would not be his last 100 yard game. Not at all. And the Titans backup quarterback and legend, in my opinion, Kerry Collins filled in for VY and not only led this team to a two and start, but went on to lead this team to a 10 and start that season. Uh, that's pretty, pretty wild. If you think about it and that win against the Bengals, 24 to seven in Cincinnati, gave them their first two and start since 1999. So should we go back in time to 1999 too? Should we keep going back further and further? That's
0: about as far back as we can go for, for the Tennessee Titans. Right. 2008- we'll save that one
1: for the sequel.
0: 2008, that Tennessee Titans team with the chain gang defensive line. You had Tony Brown, you had KVB, Javon Kurse. Um, I'm leaving somebody out. Who am I leaving out, Austin? Uh, uh, Tony, Albert, Hainsworth. I'm leaving. Albert Hainsworth. Albert, yeah. Albert Hainsworth, Tony Brown, Javon. Javon, Javon Kurse, and KVB. The chain gang. We're getting it done. Um, that season should have ended happily ever after. But Lindell White decided to stomp on a terrible towel mm-hmm. and the Algie team crumpler decided to fumble
1: uh, on the 5-yard <laughs> line the
0: Ravens and, and the team would go on to lose 8 games in a row trickling into the next season. But that's not going to happen this time. Right. We do play the Titans play the Steelers at home this season. But maybe it's better that no fans will be there so the Titans can't get a hold of, of terrible towels to stomp on. Well, but fans will be there October 4th. Uh, sir, uh, 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 what is it ten fifteen seven
1: seven thousand i think will be in okay. attendance uh for for that game it'll be the first game and if you act now you can get tickets for as low as eight thousand dollars on the market <laughs> What's going on with that gosh <laughs> you guys come on like yeah i i, I don't know if this is becoming i don't know if this is because the titans are coming off the uh, season where they went to the afc championship or just because there's only a tenth of the number of seats available for this game it's i to me it's either or because this titans team it's the hottest ticket in town right now Um uh, but yeah i was looking on vivid seats today
0: and the cheapest ticket they they had available was 650 dollars up near the very top row of the stadium, Mitch Mitchell Furkins zone. If you guys know who the great one, Mitch T. Furkins is, he's the man with all the Titans tattoos covering his body. Um, twenty twenty AFC South champs. It's happening this year. Oh yeah. So so yeah, Mitch Furkins would even have to pay a pretty penny to get in.
1: I love I love the idea of just getting a tattoo for winning your division. <laughs> just... But he's
0: had it since twenty seventeen, and poor,
1: right. poor he's had to get it redone time and time again. It's going to happen this year. Like, like not, you're not holding out for the Super Bowl. You're not even like holding out to win the AFC. You're holding out just to win your division, which literally four teams win their divisions every single year. And the Titans have yet to be one of them. But this is the year because they're 2-0. Yes. They're 2-0. and And to as as we just went over, 2-0 and starts are hard to come by in Tennessee. This is, guys, enjoy this. Enjoy this because this is great. At the end of week two, you have three options as to what your team can be. 0 2, 1 and 1, or 2 and 0. And right now, the Titans are 2 and 0 for only the second time in franchise history. This is awesome, and it's very rare in Nashville. Should we celebrate this like it's our Super Bowl? Well, since the Titans don't have one, I say yes. <laughs> but
0: I, I, say, I see no reason not to.
1: This is this is good news, and it's the start of something that could be great. And and it's
0: really. And, you, Go you ahead. I was going to say it's really great news considering the Titans haven't even put together a solid game yet. Right. I mean, they struggled in Denver mightily with not only with the kicking game but in terms of moving the ball. Right. Uh, Jacksonville gave up 30 points to the Jags for the first time since 2016. But since the Jags play in Nashville, they haven't they haven't beaten the Titans in Nissan since 2013, back when it was LP Field. So that's just a no. You you can't lose to Jacksonville at home. I don't think it's possible to lose to Jacksonville at home for the Titans.
1: Yeah, no, it's you're right, and and kept that streak alive, which I'm I'm super proud of. But you're right, and it, the Titans did not look great. They, they did not look awesome. But as we said, coming off of Week One, good teams find ways to win games. They find ways to win bad games. The defense looks sloppy. Uh, we're still able to get two turnovers in a sloppy performance, which I think is very big, especially against a guy like Gardner Minshew, who is somehow the second coming of Johnny Unitas. I <laughs> I was unaware of this, well, but maybe. apparently it's, it's true. The best, the best quarterback in NFL history named Gardner. I think we can go ahead and write that one in the books right now. Um, should be,
0: it should be Beowulf.
1: It was almost it Beowulf. Be Beowulf. <laughs> yes. He's the, he's the best quarterback in NFL history who was almost named Beowulf. Um, yeah, I, the, and,
0: and redneck, Dan Marino has spawned in Jacksonville, Florida, <laughs> and he's come to, uh, dink and dunk his way to competing in games with the Jaguars, which is a, a task that I had, I'd have to tip my hat to
1: La- last week. I said on the podcast that I like Gardner Minshew when he's not playing the Titans, but you know, because it's, I just think he's, he's a content machine. He's, I think he's great. Like I, I'd like to see him do well. Right. Rare. And don't I'm, I'm and I, right. And I'm rare. I'm the rare Titans fan that actually enjoys Gardner Mitchell. I, I will hand raised on that one. I, I will completely admit that. But watching that game last week, like midway through the game, I was like, why did I ever say that? Why did I ever say that? I like Gardner because I hated him last week. I hate for the 60 minutes of that game time. I was like, I hate this guy. He why is he why is he throwing these dimes like right over the head of like Jaon Brown and just guys like just some of the best passes you'll ever see. He was just roping them in there for touchdown passes. And it was very frustrating. So I, I, I like Gardner less than I did last week, but yeah, I'm just glad that the Titans were able to overcome what they did. Um, and what I'll say here too, is, is one thing that we can't overlook is, and I'm knocking on wood so hard right now. That's me. I, I don't even know if this is real wood. This I think I got this at IKEA. This desk, um, but it's it, it seems the real the wood seems real enough. Okay, that's me knocking on it. How did the Titans make it out of Week Two with no major injuries? And that's another part of it
0: is because every I think there were seven ACLs torn this week, which is ridiculous. Yeah, keep knocking. Um, and and doubly important, the Titans are getting closer to actually getting healthy. You know, they started yeah. the season with a Dory Jackson on IR. Darrington Evans has yet to debut as a Titan. Uh, he looks like he could be ready to go on Sunday. Same with Vic Beasley,
1: Beasley watch. It's, <laughs> it's about to start again I, all over again. And, I'll be honest, Jack. I, and I don't want to be like some truth or conspiracy theorist because there's enough of those in the world this year already as there is. I'm still not certain Vic Beasley is a Titan. <laughs> I've, I've yet to see it with my own eyes. And it's, and I'm not one of those like seeing is believing kind of guys, but with Vic Beasley as a Titan, to me, seeing is believing. Do you think Jim Ursay, in one of his late drunken nights, decided to <laughs>
0: throw in a ton of money for like a Tupac like uh, hologram? And, but like Vic Beasley. Is the guy and just tricked John Robinson into signing Vic Beasley for twelve million dollars right. to, to get a yeah. get a competitive edge? Maybe this year. The first slip
1: up of John Robinson's career was accidentally signing a Vic Beasley hologram. <laughs> like, damn it, John! You didn't, you didn't, you didn't realize that that was a hologram of Vic and not the actual Vic. It's all right. We fell for it too, J. Rob. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this I, I'm just like I. This feels like the Titans are are Jennifer Love Hewitt and I know what you did last summer. It's like how did they make it out of week 2 alive? <laughs> you know, I it's like it after like a, a week 2 that was so gory and just where literally everyone died, the Titans made it out unscathed. Again, still knocking on wood, but I just hope that they don't they don't make a sequel. And if they do, I hope the sequel is not as bad as I still know what you did last summer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, now that every other team is banged up, the Colts are losing guys left and right with Achilles injuries, which stinks. But, its I mean, it's the nature of the game. With no preseason and a short and offseason, some of these guys' bodies were just not ready to go. Uh, and you're starting to see that with some of the league's more explosive players like Saquon and and Christian yeah. McCaffrey and mm-hmm. most and Bosa out in San Fran as well. I mean, there's just a bunch of guys who 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 are who are really good for the game and all that just can't, can't get it done this year. And I doubt that that's the last of them. All they do it won't be the last of them. That's just the nature of the NFL. Injuries happen left and right. They're unpredictable. They're unfortunate, but they are
1: a certainty. I was I was like waiting with bated breath uh, to see a Adam Schefter tweet on Monday morning saying, uh, n- you know, news out of Nashville: Derek, running back Derek Henry, broke a rib in Sunday's game. And no,
0: don't put that evil on really, him. No,
1: no, I'm just saying, like that's what I was expecting because <laughs> literally you saw all those players go down on Sunday, and then it felt like even on Monday. Adam Schefter was still tweeting like more injuries that like you didn't even know happened and guys were out for the season and, and gone. And it was, I, I was terrified. I was legitimately terrified. So again, glad that the Titans stayed healthy. I hope they continue to stay healthy. Um, but yeah, that was huge to me that the fact that the Titans were one of the few teams that made it out with, with, you know, no scratches, I guess
0: mm-hmm. it's, it's surprising, but it is awesome. And, they go, to, they go to Minnesota, like I mentioned earlier. Minnesota's down two defenders, Anthony Barr and Daniel Hunter, yeah. both, both out for uh, – I know huge. Anthony Barr's out for the season, and Daniel Hunter's out for at least this week. So uh, maybe a big game for Derrick Henry on the horizon, uh, get that offensive line a little healthy. And I know Malcolm Butler was banged up in the secondary as well, and he played through it because he had to. Uh, Christian right. Fulton has stepped up big time for the Titans. We'll talk about him a little right. later.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad, uh, real quick, before we get on to Stephen Goskowski, speaking on Derrick Henry, um, I this is a guy, Derrick Henry's a guy who rushed for 397 yards and six touchdowns in his last two games in Nashville against the Jaguars. Okay? In Nashville against the Jaguars, that's 400 yards rushing and that's six a lot of touchdowns. Yards. Okay? And a lot of touchdowns. The Jaguars... To the Jaguars' credit, which I you will never, ever hear me say on this podcast ever again, they held him to 84 yards on 25 carries on Sunday,
0: okay? That's an excellent Jaguars job, you know, to to hold him from not, you know, bullying six of your defenders, shoving, shoving at least right. three of them into lockers at
1: halftime. Uh, that, that's a major win for the Jags' D. Which, to me, is fine. I'm not freaking out. I'm not like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Because Ryan Tannehill did what he did what he does. And Arthur Smith did with what he did with the play calling of, you know, play actions and getting, getting that defense sucked in on Derrick Henry and opening things up for Ryan Tannehill. And they were wide open, which we'll, we'll get into Ryan Tannehill here a little bit later, but that's huge. And I I think that even with Derrick Henry getting bottled up, and I think you're going to see Derrick Henry get bottled up more this year than in years past, just because more defenses will be, Putting stuffing eight guys in the box. They're not going to let Derrick Henry beat him. They're going to let Ryan Tannehill beat him, which Tannehill proved that he can do. He can do he's, now, he's now proved that two weeks in a row. Um, but to anyone out there tweeting that there's something wrong with Derrick Henry or like he's, he's just not running as hard as he is in years past, guys, just stop right now, okay? First of all, clearly you've never seen a Derrick Henry season to where <laughs> the beginning of the year always – Always is the same story. It's you know he maybe he goes throw. over hundred yards. Yeah, uh-huh. picks up fifty yards here. You know, picks up uh, seventy five in another game. That that second time around, sit, playing the AFC South, and later in the season when he plays teams that are beat up and worn down, that's when he starts. That's when he starts going off. So don't don't be freaking out. Don't be thinking like just because Derrick Henry isn't popping, people used to do the same thing with Chris Johnson. When Chris Johnson didn't bust an 80 yard run every game for a touchdown, people would say, Oh, there's something wrong with Chris Johnson, or, you know, what's going on? It's, you just have to be patient with Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry will deliver. There's no question about it. You just have to, like, let's not, let's pump the brakes on the, uh, the, is there something wrong with Derrick Henry? And you're exactly right. And
0: I believe it has only been, to, well, now this year with his game against Denver, it's been only, he's only gone over one hundred three times before Week 10 in, in the entirety of his career. There he does go. damage on the back half. You're right when right. Your defenses are banged up when they don't want to tackle anymore, uh, and they have to key on Derrick Henry. It's Look, it's easy to send six, seven guys at Derrick Henry early in the season. Okay, but Derrick Henry is a back that can take that, take the beating. He can take the carries. He has no problem uh, getting the ball 25, 30 times a game and And he bounces back fine. he he's he's built different. He really yes. is built different. He doesn't he he hasn't ever had a big time injury We're knocking on wood again. Um, and and he's just built for contact. He, he, you can give him the ball as much as you want. You can try and stop him as much as you want. He's gonna he's gonna have games where he blows up, and those typically come in the back half of the season. We now are looking at a situation where the Titans have a quarterback who can beat you while you're trying to stop Derrick Henry, right. Ryan Tannehill without A.J. Brown through four touchdowns
1: on Sunday. That is it's humongous. Right. And we're going to get into Tannehill here in just a bit. But um, before we before we go down the Tannehill route, we we got to talk about mainly because I just want everyone who's listening right now to go ahead and start pulling out all their hair. We got to talk about Stephen Goskowski. Yes, please. <laughs> Goat That's Stephen Gostkowski to you. Is it, wait, Goatskowski or Ghostkowski? Because uh, on an extra point, he did he did still miss an extra point. He Look, he was better this week, and we do have to give him credit. He was much better. He didn't, what was he? He was oh for, or 1 for 4 in um week well, he, one.
0: He missed four total kicks, three field goals, and an extra oh, that's point. That's
1: right, that's right, I forgot about
0: that. Left 10 point points on the field.
1: One. Yeah, so he left ten points on the field. This week, only left one point on the field. Much better job. Ten it times better It was a massive. A job. It was a massive point considering the game was tied towards the end of the game, but he hit the game winner and forty nine yarder, forty nine yard game winner. That's a bomb. Right. And he had a what was his first kick? His first kick was fifty one, I think. I think you're right.
0: Um, I'll, I'll uh, get it here in two seconds.
1: So, needless to say, Goskowski was better, mainly because he was actually he actually made some kicks this week which still, as an NFL kicker, you don't want to have to be like, yeah, he was better because he actually made a kick this week. You never want to say that. You never want to be put in that situation. But the Titans are in that situation right now. And so we do have to give him credit that he he was a lot better this week. I would like him to be perfect. I would like him to not miss especially no extra points. But we'll take what we can get. And Jack and I were talking, and I feel like we kind of need some sort of Stephen like. Threat level radar type yeah. system set up. Like, remember, remember the, the uh, remember the Storm Tracker 2000. Shout out news too. Shout of out Le- Lisa Leland Patton. St-
0: oh, okay. No, I was thinking Leland Stadium. I don't think he's on two.
1: Oh no, no, Leland Statum, uh Channel Five, I believe.
0: Channel Five News.
1: Shout out Leland uh, Stadium. All right, Leland, keep going, though. Leland Stadium. But yeah, so yeah, so they they had Storm Tracker 2000. They would give you you know the up to date tornado watch, tornado warning levels they'll let you know they'll let you know the minute it's gonna hit your street. Like that's how that's how like pinpoint it was. We need something like that with Steven Goskowski, like a like a tornado watch or tornado warning type system. Or like a, like a hurricane where it's category one to up to category five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know like they have different categories. We need that with Steven Goskowski to know where we're at because right now we're not at the very worst. We're not at the very worst with We're, Steve not, a, we're not at
0: Ghost Kalski yet, and we're not the best yeah Kalski. and we're not at Goatskalski either.
1: Yeah, goats. Yeah, goat. Wow, those sounds. Ghost so similar. and goat. Right.
0: <laughs> End of the spe- they, they bookend the Goatskalski spectrum here.
1: Right. Yeah. Kind of like um, like the like DEFCON system. You know, like with uh, the the defense uh-huh. readiness condition DEFCON. You've got de- a lot of people mess this up but defcon one is actually the most severe people a lot of people think it's the other way around. you got Defcon one is the most severe. Defcon five is like when everything's chill you're good. you're good. I would say right now like I'm thinking and hear me out maybe maybe it's uh maybe we go with Stephcon Stefcon Steph
0: yes I love that yeah. it,
1: his name is Steven with a pH. We've got Stephcon one to Stefcon five and right now I'd say we're about a Stefcon three. Um, maybe around, uh, right after week one, we were Steph Con one or two because of how many, kicks probably a
0: two it. just because of the last kick, but yeah, no, he's definitely, he definitely moves up on the Steph Con, uh, meter, right? Because you hit all but one field goal. You hit a, your second game winner. He leads the league in game winners, by the way, uh, yeah. you would have told me before the season, the Titans are going to have a kicker who it's two game winning field goals in the first I two think, weeks. Give it to oh. me. Every single I, one of us is signing up for that.
1: Take it in a heartbeat. That means the Titans are two and zero for the first time since two thousand eight. Which did we mention all of the things that what the world was like in two thousand eight? Brett
0: Favre was reigning terror amongst many massage therapists in the NFL. Brett, yeah, no,
1: you're completely right. Dick pics was the last time the <laughs> Titans were two and zero.
0: You're right, though. I don't think everyone would have taken that. And look, as fate would have it, the Titans who had an abysmal kicking game last season. Are now going to lead the league in game-winning field goals <laughs> this season. It's it's just going to happen. They're 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 already on an incredible pace. Uh, Goatkowski is he's working up to Goetzkowski on the Defcon or STEFCON five, I guess. Yeah. So, um, I, I, all, look, it's it's looking up right now.
1: I had a conspiracy theory that I I honestly I did dive into it and I tried to find the numbers to back up my conspiracy, but it, it's hard. I for whatever reason I could not find, and I spent, I spent probably 45 minutes on online looking for this specific number, but I couldn't find the list or at least an updated list. I could find one from 2016 was the most recent I could find, but an updated list of the most game winning field goals in NFL history from fourth quarter and overtime from kickers. I know Adam Vinatieri leads and I think he beat out Morton Anderson uh, back in 2016 for that record. I want to know where Steven Goskowski is on this list because and this is where my conspiracy kicks in. I was thinking, what if Goskowski is missing these kicks on purpose until it comes down to the fourth quarter, just so he can kick game winning field goals at the end of every single game? Stat and that padding, and, but you can't and, tell early in the game. And you can't, it's, it's, it, it would be so hard to prove, which is thus making it a conspiracy. I mean, it, it's the perfect conspiracy because you can't prove it. Did we land on the moon? Can't prove it <laughs> or at least not anymore. Cause it's <laughs> we're 50 years later that to me, I, I'm thinking he's missing kicks just so he can get himself closer to Vinatieri and eventually top him on the all time game winning kicks meter. He's, he's I obviously four years behind him or maybe five or seven years behind him, I think, in career. Um, his career started seven years later after Ben and Terry. But I'm just saying, dude, like it's something to think about. If he keeps, keeps missing kicks or this week it was it was a little more – I think he, he was like – he realized, oh, my gosh, I was a little too obvious in week one. Uh huh. Yeah. I need to tone it back, so this week he only missed a, a
0: – I'll dial back. I'll make sure point. to miss the one extra point the team needs to be comfortable late in the game so that I can come in and save them and be the hero. Yeah, no, I like this. I, I like this uh, tinfoil hat huff we have going on here. I, Stay, I think woke, Stay, Stay woke,
1: people. Stay woke. You don't, you never know, man. Like it's just open your eyes, sheeple. Okay. <laughs> Realize what we're dealing with here. Okay. I, I'm, uh, Steven Goskowski's a good kicker. We know he's not as bad as he's been kicking this year. He has pinpoint accuracy and and has for the last 20 years. I think he's doing this intentionally. We, only time will tell. Let's only and, like we we can only see as the season goes on.
0: One more thing before we talk about Ryan Tannehill, can I just take a moment to rub it in the face of all the Goskowski uh, haters? Week one, yeah. I, I look keep go Gost, keep Goskowski worked. He's back. He's better. The Titans are undefeated. Come on, guys, give Goskowski a break. You
1: love Stephen Goskowski, and I and you know what right. I love how much you love him.
0: I love Steven Garfkowski. Okay. I couldn't have dreamed up a better kicker scenario.
1: Cody yeah, close, maybe Hauschka, but again, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. I, can't I just, be later. I love, you. <laughs> I love your love for him. Um, and okay, re- and real quick before we get to Ryan Tannehill, I love how we just keep pushing. We're like the national media with how little attention we're giving Ryan Tannehill. We will
0: talk to Ryan. We will talk about Ryan Tannehill. I swear to God, we
1: will. We promise. But before we do, I got to give a shout out to the Tennessee Titans. Especially our guy, Nate Bain, the head of social media for the Titans. And I got to shout out, if you're hearing my voice right now, I'm shouting you out. I'm shouting out all the Tuppers because, and if you follow us on social media, you know this, you saw it over the weekend, but we did it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We We got him. We got Young Buck played inside Nissan this weekend. We did it. Yeah. It, get buck in Nissan stadium
0: was a resounding success. One of our best missions, one of our best completed missions of all time.
1: Yeah. That's the thanks to you guys for getting behind the movement that Jack and I started the, for that, this podcast started hashtag get buck in Nissan stadium. Um, they played young buck in, they added him to the playlist this weekend. Nate Bain tipped me off on that said, you know, you guys did it. Great podcast, great get. So, it, that's awesome. And if any of our listeners, um, which I, I assume that means the, this, the song is in there or young buck at least is in the playlist for good. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's like an every week thing that he'll, he'll be uh-huh. played at the stadium. It, it should if, be. if any of our listeners go to the October 4th game, first of all, congrats on being rich. Second <laughs> of all, <laughs> let us know if they, if you hear young buck played in the stadium, because I, I want to hear, I want to like it. If we can get like a video or something from one of our listeners hearing Young Buck whenever it comes on playing it, tag us in it. Let us know because we that's I I just want to hear it for for ourselves.
0: Not even just October fourth throughout the season. If you guys are in Nissan and Young Buck's playing, record it, tweet at us. We'll retweet it. Young Buck will probably retweet it. Young Buck has a lot more followers than us. A lot more, yeah. (laughs) But absolutely great job, everyone. I'm I'm. This is our biggest achievement as a podcast,
1: right? And I look. It's awesome. This this podcast that you're listening to right now has some pool. And that's not just not, not just patting Jack and I on the back. That's patting all of you guys on the back as well because you guys are great. Literally every call to action that we've put out to you guys, you have answered. And it's been so cool to see. And I love this community that we're building with this podcast. You, you are – I'm going to say it. You guys are the best listeners in the NFL, of all the NFL podcasts out there. Uh, no, scratch that. Best listeners of all podcasts ever. That's right. Uh, and that includes you, John Robinson, because I told you guys that John Robinson and people in the front office listen to this podcast. The uh, and we proved it this week. The Titans front office listens to this podcast, and that I don't know how. Then our next goal, our next goal to accomplish, we have two more. We have two more. You, you say the first one. one. You, you say you say the first one. First I mean. one. Change Nissan Stadium to Nissan Coliseum. That's been something that Jack and I have been talking about for a long time. But now that we've realized that, oh, damn, this podcast has some pool, we need to get behind that. And and we already did. We, we I think we tweeted something about that over the weekend. And uh, shout out to Shrike113, who tweeted. That's our guy. That's our guy. Eldon. Eldon English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he. Wden.
0: Uh, we changed his name to Wden because oh, you like the L.
1: That's right, W Din English. Uh, he, uh, I think he emailed. He emailed us uh, an episode way uh-huh. back when in the off season. He said he tweeted, "Never will understand why they took that away." Talking about the Coliseum name, it was unique and it fit the Parthenon Titans. And then shout out to M Hessen Oh uh, Nine. Coliseum seemed like the logical choice, being Titans. They dropped the ball on that one. They did drop the ball. But unlike Algae Crumpler, they have the chance to pick this one back up yes. and make it right, and I hope that they do. Especially now, then I don't know if you noticed, but Nissan is slowly changing; like they subtly changed their logo, which means they're going to have to change the logo on the signage of the stadium. So why not? When you change the logo at the signage of the stadium, two birds with one stone. Right. That's all I'm saying. Like you're already taking it down. You're already going to be putting a new sign up there. Just make just change stadium to Coliseum. It's so much better.
0: And number two on the list. Is first down Brown. We want first down Titans, yes. first down Brown for AJ yeah. Brown.
1: If anyone knows the PA announcer with that distinct voice that he's got, Duke, third down Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy's voice. Um, he is awesome. Uh, <laughs> do, do you know, know he's awesome. Bring back first down Brown. Who?
0: Ryan Tannehill.
1: Ryan Tannehill. There hey, he is. We talked about him. We're going to talk about him. All right. Hey, Jack, I don't know if you noticed this week, but suddenly the uh, Tom Brady to Titans stands out there have gotten real quiet, real, real quiet,
0: quiet and, uh,
1: real fast. And the people, all the people who complained that the Titans paid the wrong guy in this offense, all, they, they paid him all that money and, and franchise tagged the wrong guy you are getting real quiet now. Now, granted, they they both ended up getting paid, but they're getting those people real quiet. Ryan Tannehill, that that this offense was built around Derrick Henry, and without Derrick Henry, this offense is nothing. Real quiet. Real, quiet. real and, quiet.
0: And listen, um, I wanna I wanna kind of brag on Tannehill, and I kind of if any if Mike Herndon, if you're listening, to Music City Miracles, Broadway Sports, Mike Herndon, uh, Uncle Mike to us, he came on. He Uncle was a Mike. great guest. Great. Um, guest. He tweeted something out today where he hates how after week two, people are already starting offensive rookie of the year campaigns, MVP campaigns. Yes. And, and he, and he did it in a way where he says, uh, I, I hate it because more yards than this guy, more touchdowns than this guy, um, more catches than this, you know, more tackles, more, whatever right. it is. Yeah. Those people, like so, you're,
1: we're, we're an eighth of the way into the season.
0: <laughs> exactly. But yeah. I'm going to honor, I, I don't know if like, this is honoring or dishonoring. I don't know, but I'm gonna do one for Ryan Tannehill. Right. Yeah, we hate those people, but we're but gonna do it one. anyway. Maybe one. Let me just walk a mile in their shoes, real quick. Yeah, sure. Let's Tannehill. try it out. Let's try it
1: out for size. Maybe we'll maybe we'll like it. Maybe we'll okay. become
0: one of those people and Uncle Michael hate us for it. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill for MVP. The campaign starts now. More <laughs> touchdowns than Mahomes. More passing yards than Drew Brees. Less picks than Tom Brady. I mean, what else do you want? Uh, this guy is on a he's on an MVP tear. He's on a pace. Now, granted, it is only two weeks in the season. It's going to be right. hard to keep up. Oh, better completion percentage than Aaron Rodgers. Add not to brag. Yep. But look, in all seriousness, will Ryan Tannehill be the MVP? Absolutely not. Do I hope he will? Yeah, of course. But <laughs> it is funny how how people do get behind these these type of guys this early right. in the season. Not that Ryan Tannehill is, is a slouch or you know uh, is is underappreciated by any means, because we love Ryan Tannehill. He had an awesome game. He, he he threw for, what was it, 239, 18 of 24, for four touchdowns. Passer rating of 145.7. I think the highest you can go is 152. Right. Outstanding effort from Ryan Tannehill. He's, I, he's been the, the main reason of why the Titans are 2-0. Gostkowski is a the, big part, but he's the main reason.
1: <laughs> Goatskowski, Probably the most re- like insane thing that Ryan Tannehill has done this season is I've already seen a tweet calling Arthur Smith a head coach in the NFL in 2021. Dan Orvlovsky is already tweeting that Arthur Smith, keep in mind, Arthur Smith tight ends coach who was promoted to offensive coordinator just 11 months ago, already getting promoted to being a head coach next season based off of how well this offense is performing. And this offense is performing so well. I mean, in large part because of Arthur Smith, but in, also in the, in larger part because of Ryan Tannehill and the performance yeah. that he's putting together. So for Ryan Tannehill to be getting Arthur Smith head coaching looks from, I mean, guys like Dan Orlovsky, um, who doesn't know where the back he end still thinks end Carson
0: role. Wentz is an elite quarterback.
1: Right. You keep those takes to yourself. Okay. Cause we are just happy with, with Arthur Smith, air of FedEx staying in the state of Tennessee as offensive coordinator, he's doing great. We don't we don't need to start we don't need to start throwing his hat his name in the in the ring his hat in the ring of head coaching opportunities next year. Okay, we're in week two. Pump the brakes a little bit, Dan Orlovsky. And doesn't um, this
0: season prove how much or how important it is to have a quarterback that also fits the system while the system also fits the quarterback? The quarterback doesn't have to adjust his his skill set to a certain system. The he's more comfortable in his own shoes doing what he's you know he knows he can do. But, Austin, I'm going to be Debbie Downer for two seconds. Uh I'm coming to accept that Arthur Smith will not be a Titans offensive coordinator next season.
1: Don't say it, dude. I am. I I clearly just went on this tirade against Dan Orlovsky. I know. I know. Dan Orlovsky's
0: right for once. He's right. Dan it. Look, early prediction, Arthur Smith's going to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to clip that. We're going to save it. But I hope he won't. But if he is, that means the Titans had an... Extremely successful season. Yeah, the offense, true. you know, is true. maybe maybe won a Super Bowl. Right. So
1: look at how many head coaches Bill uh, Bill O'Brien. Gosh, what an idiot. Uh, idiot. God, <laughs> no, what an uh, idiot. Bill Belichick. <laughs> Sorry, I did not mean to put those two guys in the same sentence ever. Uh, Bill Belichick. Look at how many head coaches Bill Belichick lost over. His twenty years. So, if he, you are he lost, watching- Bill
0: O'Brien. Bill
1: O'Brien was yes. Bill
0: Belichick's assistant, so it's fair to put them in the <laughs>
1: And he lost Josh McDaniels and then got him back. Uh-huh. And then got after, Josh McDaniels back.
0: He, he can thank Jay Cutler for that one. Jay Cutler requested a trade immediately after the hiring. McDaniels sucked with Kyle Orton in Denver.
1: Welcome back to New England, Josh McDaniels. Yeah. So you're right. You you bring up a good point. Losing coaches is a good thing. It means good. It means your offense is good. So. Maybe we do hope for that, but also I kind of hope we don't. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm so torn right now. It's only week two, though. We don't have to worry about that now. It is only week two. What are we doing? Okay, come on. <laughs> I, talked about, I talked about all the people getting real quiet. You know who else is getting real quiet? Getting real quiet. Who, who's getting real quiet? Everyone. Everyone's getting really Ryan, quiet. Ryan Tannehill, well, especially is, except for all the people doubters. Are not, and remember, you remember all those guys? It was whether it was on
0: Titans Facebook or whatever. Oh, wait for this year. There's going to be a big regression. And look, it is early. Like we've right. mentioned a million times in the last two minutes, but, but we haven't seen it yet. It, it hasn't, and it's all being done without AJ Brown. AJ yeah. Brown was clearly not 100 healthy when he played. Uh, when they went to Denver and won, I think he only reeled in 39 yards receiving. Was inactive this week. May not even play against the Vikings this week. But the Titans are two and zero without their biggest
1: playmaker on the outside right. in this offense. And and we know that obviously we know that, and we will we will hype that up all day every day. But who doesn't know that the national media? And you know how I feel about Titans fans complaining about the national media and never getting enough attention. I to me I don't I don't I don't care about that kind of stuff. But I didn't notice today, Colin Cowherd. Put out a uh, Collins twenty twenty quarterback tears. Okay, not tears with 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 not crying tears, but tears as in like the layers of a cake. I love cake. Uh, love cake. Big cake
0: podcast. Oh, you love
1: love cake. Michael Griffin and Brian Arakpo. They like cupcakes. True. I, yeah, I love cupcakes. Yes, tears of a cupcake. That's what this does. <laughs> this is what Con Coward put together. And I I I'm actually one of those people. I actually do like Con Coward. I. I like him, but this to me was a little dumb. This take. His tier 1. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and that's it. I'm fine with that. It's a skinny tier? It's a, it's a very skinny tier 1, but I'm I'm completely fine. I would maybe put in Aaron Rodgers, but that's I'm fine with that right now. His tier 2, okay? Aaron Rodgers, uh Tom Brady, which, if this is a 2020 tier, I don't know if Tom Brady fits that bill for tier two. But mm-hmm. let's move on. Ben Roethlisberger, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, and Derek Carr. Okay. Maybe maybe this is guys over their entire career, and this, this is just his quarterback tiers. I'm hoping this isn't based solely off of this year, because Brady and Wentz would have, have no business being in there. You could argue Deshaun Watson based on their own two record, but Deshaun's actually been really good in both of those games. Drew Brees was on this tier. He took him out and added Derek Carr. I'm sorry. What? Why the hell is Derek Carr? How the easy? hell did Derek Carr make it over Ryan Daniel? <laughs> And and look, this is exactly the Colin Coward's doing his job because he's getting us to react to this. He's getting us to talk yeah, about it. And that's what he wanted. And look, Derek
0: Carr, but Derek Carr's not a tier two anything. He's a tier one man of God, probably. But that's <laughs> all. That's as far as I'll go with Derek Carr. I mean, the guy
1: is- six touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, what uh, is it? Is it four hundred yards or? i i, I yeah. should have got, I think it's four hundred
0: seventy yards um there we go seventy percent completion percentage but the, back to Derek Carr they had to bring in marcus Marcus de Mariota <laughs> to to light a fire under this guy to to really they brought him in to really challenge for this job right in after well, two that, weeks Derek Carr's tier two above drew Brees.
1: according to Colin cowherd that worked because it lit a fire under him to get him up Just, to tier two. And again, I actually like Colin Coward. I have a lot of respect for what he does. He works um, hard.
0: He's good. He's good.
1: Yes. Yeah. He works really hard and I I respect the hell out of that. Um, but again, his takes can be a little hot takey at times. And I think that's where he gets the bad rap. And this to me is kind of hot takey and maybe it's not hot takey. And look, it's hard to do a national show. It's hard to do a national show and include every single, make sure all areas of the country are covered. So overlooking Ryan Tannehill, I, I don't, I'm okay with this because to me, it gives the Titans more. It keeps them hungry. It gives them more to work for. And I'm okay with the, I'm okay with the Titans staying under the radar. I'm okay yeah. with that. Uh, it's like, cool. It's cool. Keep, they, them they... Hungry. keep them motivated. Keep them going throughout the season like this and let people undermine them because you know what happens when the national media undermines the Titans? the teams that are playing the Titans undermine the Titans and they write it off as, okay, this is a winnable game. Cause it's
0: Titans. And we saw that. We saw Lamar Jackson said, that's what the Ravens did last year.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And the,
0: Titans, the Titans thrive like this. They perform well under the radar. They'd probably rather have you not talk about them, but for Titans fans, it does get frustrating at times because we, as Titans fans know that there are playmakers in that building. There are pro bowl caliber players. There are franchise altering running backs, but it, Maybe the yeah. best safety the Titans have ever had will ever have is back yeah. there as well. They they've now they have finally got great talent on the on the defensive end position, the edge rusher position. So look, there, there's a lot of things to really be excited about. And whether the media realizes that or not, don't pay attention to the national media. Look, pay attention to the local guys. Pay attention to the Buck Rising's, Uncle Buck Rising's, the Mike Herndon's. You know all all of these great guys, Kaharski
1: with throw although eh, but hey, still wait, hang on, hang on. all you're, of them you're forgetting one pay attention to those tighten up idiots and the tighten up idiots they're
0: look they know more about this team than the national media and that's clear in everything that they do but but look don't don't listen to the national media don't don't buy into diana russini's bullshit look, look don't get don't fall into that trap again
1: uh, and unrelated to the the rant that jack just went on uh, hit that subscribe button. Leave a rating and a review, five stars. Let them know Let them know that the uh, Tighten Up podcast sent you here and that you love the Tighten Up podcast. Um, <laughs> you know who's the team MVP this year? And it's not Ryan Tannehill. Even though we just sang Ryan Tannehill's praises for like Brett Kern? Well, obviously, it's always hey, Brett Kearns, It's a but, perennial thing
0: for Brett Kern. Right? He's, he's already cast it all. Who else? Who, who are you thinking?
1: My team MVP through two weeks, not who you'd expect. Goes by the name. Of Cameron Batson, all right. Send oh, up the bat oh, yeah. signal because this. Oh, we're going. We're going for the bats on. No one has a bigger impact on this team through two weeks than him. Okay. Let me run down these stats for you for just a second. Okay. Week two, two catches, twenty-six yards. If you watch the game, you know those two catches were two big catches. Big okay? catches. They both and just based off of address. He's averaging 13 yards a catch, which last time I checked is a first down. He's averaging a first down every catch. Almost okay? two first downs per catch. That's, That's what A.J. Brown with, put up last year. Right? You want to talk about a possession receiver? Cameron Batson is your guy. And with A.J. Brown down, my guy stepped up. Okay? Let's go back to week one.
0: Week one. Week one was maybe more important.
1: Week one. Let's let's run down his stats. Zero catches, zero yards. Why is that? Well,
0: Zero snaps
1: zero minutes played <laughs> but why for the greater good he, his roster spot was used for one jadavian clowny ever heard of him yeah that's huge we talked about it on this podcast how big like camera batson that's bragging rights to your friends like yeah okay you don't maybe maybe you're on the practice squad for week one and you didn't get to suit up you didn't get to travel to denver with the team but your roster spot was used for arguably the most important piece picked up this offseason. The most piece. There's
0: no question it was the most right. important
1: piece. Yeah, yeah, not arguably. It's, there's no argument. It the most important piece he used for David Clowney. That's huge. Cameron Batson, right now, Tennessee Titans team MVP right now.
0: He is not afraid to be the sacrificial lamb. He can turn into uh dare I say AJ Brown. Yeah. In the snap of a finger. No, but in all seriousness, look, Cam Batson made some big plays. He's
1: I think he deserves to see more time out there. He, he's um, the executive know, producer for of this Tom. offense. You know, like you, you, you may know the movie, you, you may know the director, you may know the star actors, but you never really know the executive producer. That's him because he's, he's, he's behind the scenes getting stuff done, and then you know, and then he's also like he's just making things happen for this team, and he deserves a lot of credit. All right, like to mm-hmm. me, he's he's. Cameron Batson is Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off because without that, Ferris without Cameron, Ferris doesn't get to borrow Cameron's dad's car. He doesn't get to go downtown and and uh, and get in that parade and sing Wooly Bully or whatever the hell he's saying in that random parade that nobody nobody picked up on the fact that he was missing from school and <laughs> thought he was it dead was,
0: the and dying. right under your noses the whole time, you idiots. Right,
1: but but without 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 Cameron, Ferris doesn't happen. Without Cameron, the Titans aren't two and zero. Oh. Hot take, hot take, maybe, but I'm I'm sticking with it.
0: And what's what's about to start happening is Cleef Raymond, he hasn't really showed up in a big way yet this year. It's only two games in. We have to say that. But look, Cleef Raymond was the, the main was the focus point of all of the hype this offseason from Titans media, Titans fans, everybody. Probably deservedly so after his catch in Baltimore. But now we're starting to see Cam Batson emerge, and he may start eating into Khalif Khalif Raymond's snaps out there. And uh, I I personally wouldn't have a problem with it.
1: Are we we starting the Cameron Batson hype machine? Are we a little too early for that? that... No,
0: crank it up. Crank it up. To the moon. Cam Batson hype train. Crank it up.
1: Speaking of Khalif Raymond, not to add to the Khalif Raymond hype machine, but... The dude looked really good returning kicks the other day. Like I was, he's a great thought, kick returner. He's sure-handed. I, I thought he was gonna break one, and I, I think he, I think we may see a he Khalif will. Raymond off returner return touch on this season.
0: And I'm not saying Khalif Raymond's a useless player on the on the Tennessee Titans team. He's a he he's a speedster with quick twitch muscles. You know that they can uh, can get him separation in short to intermediate routes. Not only that, but he is a reliable kick returner. Titans have had so many problems finding that guy uh, right. over the years, and and now they may have just lucked their way into one.
1: And speaking of speedy, quick Twitch guys got to give a shout out to Christian Fulton, dude, True. second start of his career. And, um, a beautiful so pick. I guess I, I don't think he started week one, but the second game of his career uh-huh. got a first pick, got his first pick and not just got his first pick, but then returned it 44 yards down to the Jags 30 yard line. Like that's, that's awesome. And. I, you love to see that out of a guy who should have been a first rounder, but the Titans were able to steal him in the second round. And it it just continues the trend of Titans second rounders being the most dominant (laughs) draft picks in this team's history.
0: And thank God he's a bright spot because this draft class was not looking up after Isaiah Wilson's uh, uh, incidents off the field. Darrington Evans hasn't yet, hasn't yet played a snap, but Christian Fulton, without a Dory Jackson in the lineup, steps up huge, huge as a huge pick. Granted, it was probably the easiest pick he'll have in his NFL career, but it was his first, so I'm okay with that. Uh, There's many more to come. Look, the Titans lost number 26 last year in Logan Ryan, who was always around for turnovers, whether it was forcing fumbles or interceptions. They may have just replaced him, but with a younger and faster
1: player in Christian Fulton. Let me run down this list of uh, guys that were drafted in the second round by the Titans this year. Christian Fulton already has a, we're two games in the season, RNAs and an interception. We like what we see. We like what we see. Last year, A.J. Brown, ever heard of him? Like what we see with A.J. Brown, yes. <laughs> three years ago, or two years ago, I guess, or three years ago. I don't, three drafts ago.
0: Three drafts ago, yeah.
1: Harold Landry ever heard of him
0: also had a great interception a game-saving interception thanks to jeff simmons big big old hands batting
1: that ball down uh 2017 didn't have a second round draft pick but our second draft pick of that draft Adoree jackson love it uh 2016 kevin
0: dodd oh well we forget about him he look
1: but Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Good okay, Derrick. good,
0: good, good. Okay, so, so what, we've, what we've learned is that maybe, just maybe, John Robinson start, should start trading the
1: first-rounders for more second-rounders.
0: They're, they're more sure and, things.
1: Right, and I'm not going to keep going because in 2015, it was Doriel Green-Beckham. Stop, 14th. stop, stop, It was Patrick Justin Hunter, <laughs> Zach Brown. I did. Why did you go far? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep going. But in the last it, four it, years, stands, well. yes. you know,
0: things have been going well.
1: Se- yeah first is the worst second is the best am i right like no never has that phrase been truer than with the tennessee titans draft um 100 third is the one with
0: the treasure chest
1: that's true and okay you know kevin Byrd. No,
0: kevin Byrd wasn't third was he he was third I'm,
1: uh i think so uh i'm glad you said treasure chest by the way because a lot of people always say hairy chest third is the one with the hairy chest and i always hated that that's very weird yeah, Kevin Byard was in the third round. Yeah, that's what I thought. Kevin
0: Byard yeah. is the one with the treasure chest.
1: After Derrick Henry. Gosh, that draft, man. Jack Conklin.
0: There were so many hits and so many misses, but with all of the amazing hits that they had, that's probably one of the best draft classes in Titans history.
1: Derrick Henry, Kevin Byard, Tajay Sharp. <laughs> Never forget Tajay Sharp. Um, all right, so... Don't catch well, him well, in speaking, an alley at Tin Roof. Well, yeah, speaking of all that, Speaking of remembering Titans, let's go ahead and get to Remember the Titan, a segment that we, we we normally end the show with, but we haven't done in a couple of weeks, mainly just because we've been stacked with guests and, and had a lot of fun. It's back, baby. Remember the Titan is back. It is back. It's week two. It's time to remember some Titans. It's basically just remember that guy, but Jack and I, but with a Titan spin. And Jack and I like to take a trip down memory lane with some random Titans. Jack, why don't you go ahead and lead off? Who's your Remember the Titan this week?
0: I'd love to. It's a big hoss. It's a big ugly back in the, back in the early two thousands. He's an interior offensive lineman by the name of Zachary Paul pillar, a guard out of Georgia tech. Also attended Florida. Uh, Third round pick. We mentioned third is the one with the treasure chest. Zach pillar was a part of that treasure chest third round in what was it? 99. So he spent what was it one two three four five six seven, eight seasons with the Titans, starting in about six of them for the majority of the season, and he just he held down uh, the inside of that offensive line during some of the Titans' best offensive years that they've had in the franchise. You mentioned uh, a great great you know we mentioned great draft picks in the second round. The Titans had great receivers, uh, probably the best receivers they've had since 2003 are on the roster now. When they had Drew Bennett, Justin McCarrens, Derek Mason, and Zach Piller was a big part of the reason why Steve McNair had the time to drop back and throw, and also a part of the reason where Eddie George could, you know, bounce around in between tackles uh, up front of that offensive line.
1: Yeah, Zach Piller was the guy who he played alongside one of our other uncles, Uncle Brad Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of those teams on the left side that, of that line. Yeah, you're right. A great, great. That was gosh, they had so they had such good offensive lines back then. Those are some, I mean, there's a reason Eddie George has 10,000 career rushing yards. Uh, it's a big part of the Titans. You know, uh, I think ones.
0: the Titans have always had at least one Pro Bowl offensive lineman for every year, except for the days when Wizenhunt was in charge. Yeah. I'll fact yeah. check later.
1: I, no, I think I, I I'm, look, I do not think you need to fact check because I'm fact checking it for you. That's true. Correct. 100% true. <laughs> My Remember the Titan. Kenneth Carlos Amato, <laughs> Ken Amato. Uh, I'm taking it back to the long snapper of the last Titans team to start two and zero. Kind of bookending the show here, going back like to that. 2008. Arguably the most famous Montana State player in Titans history. I would may- say so. No, nobody okay. else. Really we need to that. fact check that. <laughs> no, we can go
0: ahead. That that one's more true than what I said.
1: Okay. And this guy's, he's got a cool story too. He spent two years working as a full-time juvenile service specialist in Miami, Florida, and then joined the Carolina Panthers in 2002 and 2003. Uh, Which to me, just that jump alone is just so wild. It's like, mm-hmm. imagine being in juvie and being like, wait a minute. Wasn't that one of our service specialists? And now he's playing for the Carolina Panthers. Like what? Wow! Talk about a glow up. Yeah, um, for real. He so, and but he was released during training camp for each of those seasons with the with the Panthers. So they those juvies would have had to be watching uh, preseason games. But after being cut for, by the Panthers for the second time, he signed with the Tennessee Titans August twelfth, two thousand three. I think we all remember where we were that day when we heard. I'll never forget where I was that day. Ken Amato signed with the Titans. It was. I'll just go ahead and say it. August twelfth. August eighteenth is my is my um, is my wedding anniversary. August twenty fifth is my wife's birthday, but August twelfth is probably my favorite day. It's of the the month, biggest August. day in August, no question because about that. Then Amato was <laughs> was signed by the Titans. He played as a long snapper in every regular season game for the the Titans that season. Season he was which kids or parents of of children that are you wanted to get your kid into football, teach them how to long snap because that is the Surefire way to get them a scholarship and onto an NFL roster if you're a good long snapper. um Otherwise, you're yeah. probably not going to make it because you're not talented enough. No offense to your kid. um but,
0: but, It is a key. There's not many who want to long snap. Look it's at those wrinkly. But how important of a position is it? Otherwise, Brett Kurd want to be nuking balls inside the opponent's 10 yard line, or Goatkowski right? want to be nailing game winning field goals every single
1: Sunday. Great point, Jack. It's a great point. Bo Brinkley has had a job in the NFL for for what, eight, probably eight years now or something. All because he knows how to long snap. Okay, I love Bo Brinkley, Mizzou guy. Shout out. But I mean, that's there's a reason. Like, if you know how to long snap, you you will have a football career for very a very long time. Uh, now, the thing about Ken Amato, he also played linebacker in extra linebacker situations, and get this. Even made seven career tackles. Not to Ooh, brag, Kinemato. Now you're probably thinking, okay. Now what's kinemato up to now? Let me tell you. That's exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> right. He's a he's a coach with the Dallas Cowboys. What? Yeah. He's gone yeah. to the dark side. Well, yeah, he has. But I mean, but I'll give him props because where did he start his coaching career? In 2013 to 2015. The Brentwood high school. Really? And, and, look, he, was and, and he was a Bruin. He was a Bruin. He was a, he was a coach for the Bruins. And I'm not just pointing this out because Brentwood just beat Ravenwood on Friday night. <laughs> I'm not pointing it out that they beat him 28 to 21 in overtime. Okay. I'm not doing that. And I'm not pointing out the fact that Ravenwood had a transfer quarterback from California move here because they're not playing high school football in California. And he moved to and he chose right to go to Ravenwood. I'm not pointing it out that they literally had a transfer coming to start quarterback and he was intercepted on the first pass play of the game. I'm not pointing all of that out, okay? I'm just pointing out the reason. None why. of
0: that is being pointed yeah. out. Okay. None
1: of Wait, that is being pointed out. Ravenwood also has a receiver. I think Walker Merrill may be his name. He's going to Tennessee. Yeah, I think you're I think, right.
0: I think that's what it is.
1: And I'm not pointing it out. I'm not pointing it out for the fact that Brentwood now leads the all-time series against Ravenwood. 11 wins to 10. And I'm not mm. pointing out the fact that I was a part of the first Brentwood-Ravenwood game ever, and we lost. Uh, but then we ultimately beat them later that year in the playoffs and sent them home, sent them packing. I'm not pointing all of We're that definitely out. definitely not pointing that out. All I will say is... Hashtag God bless and go Bruins. That's all, all I will say. Ken Amato, remember the Titan. Okay, gosh, I feel bad for that kid who literally moved from California just to lose to the Bruins. Like that sucks for that. That's kid. a low point, isn't it? Um, but no, shout out, shout out, Brown High School. That was awesome. Uh, and just, I just love that school. Um, hey, before we get out of here, next up, the Tennessee Titans go to Minnesota and to me jack this game does not appear as daunting as it did 2 weeks ago
0: <laughs> kirk cousins just putting up negative fantasy points left and right no but but in all seriousness we mentioned we've mentioned twice about that defense it's susceptible to big plays right now and especially through the run game most of their you know guys in the front 7 are bang, or a couple of their guys in the bang, front 7 are banged up look for henry to have a big game if the titans can go 3-0 and let's just say that aj brown can't go if they get aj brown and Dory Jackson back in week 4 with a 3-0 record going I mean, against the Steelers that is a dream that is a dream scenario
1: right. and this is look we're not saying this is not a look past game in Minnesota Minnesota is a playoff team from a year ago it and, and again, it's a loud stadium it's one of the
0: loudest stadiums in the NFL thank god they do not have a full house
1: yeah right you're That's right
0: horn that thing's intimidating
1: and they've got those and they've got those weird lighting coming in from like the the glass on the roof and on the side of the building. Like, so it's like, you've got those weird lighting angles, kind of like you would have in uh, Lucas oil. You, they, they, you never wanted to have to deal with that, but the Titans are going to have to deal with that on Sunday. And I just hope that big Jeff, jadavian Clowney. First of all, we need to get Clowney in shape ASAP. So if anyone's got an extra yeah. treadmill, they're selling on Craigslist. Just give it to Clowney for free or something. So P90X
0: routine or something. Need to get him you in
1: shape. because He is clearly not in shape yet, but I'm, I'm 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 excited for when he finally does get in shape. Uh, I hope him, Big Jeff, Harold Landry, and the whole crew just go off on Kirk Cousins because if he dies, he dies. He dies. He dies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's go three and zero. Let's go three and zero. There we go. So uh, it's not a look past game. So Titans Tuppers do not look past this game. It's not a look Don't past game. Look ahead. They made the playoffs last year. The Vikings can strike at any time. So let's take this game seriously. Get the win, and then it's on to Pittsburgh well, it's on to Nashville to play Pittsburgh. Uh Jack, that's gonna do it for this week. We uh f- hit up a to Z Sports Nashville.com for all things Titans related, all things Preds related. Shout out Roman Yossi when Norris. North. That's right. Getting, getting Second major show. player
0: Dude. award for the Preds after yeah, Peters
1: Mesna. The, Pesna. the so. first defenseman, uh Preds defenseman all time. What I mean in the last <laughs> 23 years or so, but, but all time, only only time they've won a Norris trophy. was
0: That team uh, still makes me just want to pull my hair out, but no, he, Roman Yossi was one of the few bright spots on that team.
1: Without question. So you can get all that news and more, uh, Memphis Grizzlies, uh, any, any Tennessee sports team, get it at a to Z sports, Follow them on Twitter. If you're like, I don't, I'm, if you're one of those people, I don't, I only like to read headlines. I don't like to click on links. You need to follow them on social then at A to Z sports, uh, follow them, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, literally anywhere. There's social media, A to Facebook Z sports as well. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook. Um, and, uh, and please follow us, follow this podcast, all things Titans related. It's if you want more Titans content and, and not to brag, not to toot our own horn, but good Titans content in your feed at Titan up pod, on Twitter at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram, Jack is Jack A. Gentry, arguably one of the most underrated tweeters in the city of Nashville. I'm saying it, guys. I'm saying, You're saying it. those
0: words to me right now.
1: Yes, wow. and and That's myself at Austin Huff, the most underrated Nashvilleian currently living in St. Louis uh, tweeter of all time.
0: <laughs> the most underrated facial hair in St. Louis.
1: <laughs> I'll take it. I'll Out take it. Down. Put that so on. guys Put that give a us all video. follow. thank you guys hit that subscribe button no no no. don't just hit it smash that 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 subscribe button we'll pay we, for a new screen. yes <laughs> yeah. well no we won't we won't we won't we, do that. We, we can't we cannot do that we don't have the money for that but <laughs> we will we'll appreciate it um smash that subscribe button uh give us uh leave a rating and review thank you guys so much for listening jack you got anything for the road Hit us up
0: in the, in the email, you know, uh, what is it? Tightenuppod right. at A to Z Sports Send us some emails. We'd love to get back to you. We'd love to read some of them on the next episode, hopefully yeah. after a big win. You know what? Send us reaction emails after the yes.
1: game and on Monday. Yes. React your game. Yeah, give us your takes. Give us your takes on anything. Anything that we covered in today's episode, anything you see from the game. Uh, even if it's just notes or bullet points, whatever, send us those. I want to read, I want to read all of our Tupper's reactions uh, to the like game. Intimate reactions. We want you
0: with, with all of your emotion. Tighten up okay. broad at a to Z sports, Nashville.com.
1: Don't reread it before you push send, just send it, just send it off the cuff. If you're, if Goskowski misses an extra point and you're pissed, put your thoughts down into an email and send it to it Titan Up pond, uh, to at a to Z sports natural.com okay that's gonna do it for us Titans are 2 and0 for the first time since 2008 let's go 3 and0 for the well for the first time since 2008 so let's do it this week until next week Titan it's up they're the, they're the Tennessee Titans they're the Tennessee Titans They'll keep in all the way They're the Tennessee Titans